All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Clay County's only local brew pub and pizzeria. They're located at 14 Blanding Boulevard in Orange Park. Stop by and get you a slice. Uh, you got Corey and D- JK3 here. I, we're just trying to figure out what the heck to talk about. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, Christmas shopping. Anybody been out in the town center uh, to, you know, this past couple of weeks? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. There's no, there's no punchline really there, man. I mean, it's just um, we, we know the team. They, they are what they are right now. Um, hey, now are we in the boat for playing for, for a draft pick? Do you guys want to see them win the next two games? Um, you know, what, what, what's the, what's, I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of players, um, you know, that we, that we're normally used to seeing on the field. I think that was evident last week. Uh, it, it's a rough time right now, you know, it, and the crazy thing about it though is a, a calendar year ago, hey, Things were things were things were good, but it's just really evidence that you got to take advantage of the moment and the opportunity when it's there because you are not guaranteed to be back here next year. Um, it was built, you know. If you ask any Jags fan last year, it was built. We had the defense. Um, you know, Blake was playing at this time. He was playing a little bit of mistake. Uh, he was playing some rocky football, but you know what? What, to, what was to come? You know, we thought we had it built. We thought we we he had finally gotten over that hump. And, you know, back in the bottom of the basement, we are a year later. So life comes at you quick. But here's the thing. When did this start and why did it start? You know, uh, my thing is I, I look back when Blake got benched mm-hmm. for uh, Kessler in the second half of that uh, fourth quarter of that Texans game. And Kessler led us on a drive, you know, touchdown, and then he had another pass that was tipped. Let's forget what was on the field. Let's think about off the field. So if you're on the team and you're in the locker room and Blake gets benched for being Blake, your coach goes with Kessler. But let's say you hear rumblings that, hey, Blake's still going to start. That was just kind of like a, a warning shot that he better, you know, shape up. Teams like, well, he's had plenty of warning shots. Mm-hmm. And then the question becomes, well, if he is going to play again and you benched him, then wh- why why are you going back to him if you already know what we have? And then he makes the comment on, at the presser about that, you know, that Monday we're already going back to Blake. He didn't even give Kessler an opportunity to compete in practice to try to win the job with the game plan. See, those are the things we don't know really as fans. Those are the things that media members, they claim to talk about, but they really they don't know either. Okay, only they know inside that locker room, especially with Tom Coughlin running the show, now that he really is running the show. I think Marone got overridden. It's just my honest opinion. Well, I know that there, there's been a disconnect with the players – um, and someone and the coaching staff, I, I don't know if it has been, you know, the defense not giving as much effort because they know that the offense, what, what the offense is and what the offense can can only do so much. I don't know if it was because of, you know, the the offense having the struggles and the, the less of cohesiveness. But there has been a disconnect and I noticed a disconnect, you know, obviously in, in London. I noticed that there's just something not right with your team that's regularly here 
and there has never been an instant like like this in the nightclub over a dispute over a bill in the you know three to four year, three years that they have been playing here regularly, and there hasn't been an instance. So why is there an instance now? And you know whatever excuse you can put on it that oh you know you've never been out for a work trip you, you know you go out you party and everything you go out <coughs> for a work trip you have a few drinks um, you explore the city a little bit and then you're back at a reasonable time. You know, I understand that, you know, they, they are players and, you know, they're, they're people as well. But the disconnect for me was kind of kind of then that, that's when I started to really kind of raise the eyebrow for it. And then from there, it, it really just went downhill to a point to where we had some players that and did an early roster analysis. And I did an early roster, you know, rehaul or rehaul to, to really see. Who do we have on this roster and where do we see? And when you part ways with a, with, a, with a team leader like Barry Church, it's not good. You know, when you got your running back that's, you know, uh, you know, out for seven weeks and comes back and has a decent game and he's he's looked at as untouchable to the point to where he could run across the field 60 plus yards to get into a fight that he wasn't even involved in. You know, those kind of things like that start to add up. And you you really, you, you know, really look back and see that the the disconnect has kind of started, you know, you know, a little bit further along the, uh, earlier down the line. You know, when you look at everything with that church incident in England, you're right. You know, and I think about that with church already being dismissed uh, and released. What really went on? Obviously, some type of, you know, something went on. It's swept under the rug. Not really something. swept under the rug, but the, the exact details are, you know, tight-lipped. And he's not on the team anymore. So he's supposed to be your captain. Think about that. That's two guys that are supposed to be leaders and captains on this team. Can they remove like, that if, you're voted, if you're voted for like the captain seat, can you have that removed? Or is that just kind of like a season a, a season thing? I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Because it's just very odd for me for my for my starting for my quarterback who's a captain to, to mm-hmm. who's on the bench and, and what, well, let me back up before I even start, stop that right there. So the way, and the thing that further makes it so hard for me on, on Blake is because he ends up being a, a team guy. And to just a fast forward, you know, this guy is on the bench, obviously he uh, is, has come out and said a couple of things that how he's going to continue to, um, you know, try to help Cody, through the through through the, the playbook and kind of help him week to week and try to do the best that he can to be a teammate. And you say it, right? You you talk it, but it's there. The proof is in the pudding when DD Westbrook runs a kickoff or excuse me, a punt return back. And one of the first people to meet him on the sideline is a dude that's carrying a helmet. And, mm-hmm. and you know, easily Blake could easily just sit there on the on the on on the bench and kind of watch it happen on the on the jumbotron and just be like, man, hey, that's a good play, Didi. But the fact that he's actually up and and running towards the sideline and actually there, you know, patting on the back and everything else like that, that that to me speaks volumes. That's somebody who's worthy of you know the captaincy versus somebody who is doing things that 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 aren't you know signifying of the captain move. But but I don't know, can can they move it or not? I don't think so. I think it's voted on by the locker room, by the players. Yeah. So that and that's huge. Yeah, think about that. It, it, you got three guys that one's being a baby. Yeah, you know, and plus, I told you earlier in the year, he doesn't want to be a 
football player. He might play ball, but he wants to be a model. He wants to, you know, fly private jet, shine. He he, he doesn't want to, you know, play ball. If it, it, Whatever he's got going on with the coaches. Now, it might be a lot of the coaches' fault, but usually if you want to play ball, you just put your head down and play. And then you got another one that's kicked off the team for various things. Who knows what else he did? And then Blake, it's not the fact that he's not a good teammate. It's just that he's got a mental block in his head when it comes to playing ball. He's got all the physical tools in the world. He just doesn't have it upstairs. So it's tough. It's really tough. And then when you look at that as a whole, then look at the effort, like the effort last Sunday with the Redskins. We're not going to break this game down. There's no reason to. Yeah. Okay, we lost to a a four-string Uber driver that bag groceries at a grocery store or something, whatever, whoever makes up the next year. Those are all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever the next job someone makes up, they'll say next week that he was an Uber, Lyft, grocery driver, and he cut grass. Yeah. Okay, you know, who knows? But anyway, he wasn't in the league until a couple weeks ago, and we lost. We lost. Where's the effort? Are they not responding to coaches anymore? I, I don't think they are. I really don't think they are. They're just responding for Tom Coughlin because they want to make sure that the ones that borderline may not have a job next year or might not get picked up by a team get you know get a deal done. Because at the end of the day, that's what you know they're playing and they're getting paid. When I was tailgating, when I was tailgating on on on, on Sunday, um, one of my buddies asked me. He's like, "Bro, we we've got a." We've got to beat the wet Redskins, right? And I'm like, man, I, 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 the only way that this team wins is if they get uh, a special teams touchdown, or if they get a uh, defensive touchdown. If they get a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown, the game's over with. Um, I, if we get any, the kicker's not playing, so you can't even factor the team getting the ball on that, you know, in Lambo's like range. So he wasn't playing. So it's literally like defensive touchdown, um, special teams touchdown. And that's the only way you're going to be able to win the game. And then at that point, man, you know, DD gets the touchdown. Um, I'm thinking, all right, we, we may be able to pack this one and we may be able to ride. Because I don't think AP was had rushed for, for too much. And, man, it, it's just play after play, uh, toss after toss. Next thing you know, they've got a, a kicker who is – um, you know, reliable, and there we go. Another L. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of reliable kickers, our old reliable, non-reliable kicker is a Pro Bowler, apparently. That's so. crazy. <laughs> Dude, that is crazy to me. As bad as that guy was here. And that's just that. That's just a, a, a history of, you know, it's like the curse of, we got to figure out a curse of something, a curse of someone who, 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 who left as uh, a Jag and, and went on to have like a really, really, really good career. The curse of, uh, of what's his face? Oh crap. Come on. Was it a linebacker? Oh gosh. It, what's his face? It, what's it's his gotta face? be the curse of someone that, had, that is, Oh, you're talking about Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Marshall. There it is. Marshall, yeah. <laughs> curse of Brandon, Brandon Marshall. Marshall. There it is. The curse yeah. of, we've coined it. You heard it here first. Whenever a Jags player leaves, and goes and and does well at another team. It's the curse of Brandon Marshall. For y'all that don't know and do not remember, know Brandon Marshall was a practice squad player. Was demoted to the practice squad for the Jags. Long story short, Denver picks him up 
you know, and now he's a baller, like a legit baller in the NFL. Um, and, and that's what really seems to happen when a lot of players leave Jacksonville. They go on to bigger and better things and end up winning uh, Super Bowl rings, whatever. Um, yeah, Cursor Brandon Marshall, Jason Myers is your newest person to that. I mean, bro, he could not hit a field goal here at all. And now the guy is in the pro bowl. That that's nuts. Taking a look at Jalen and his comments about Marone. Uh just to be short and sweet, I don't have a problem with it. Oh. What's he supposed to do? Uh-huh. Single-handedly save his coach's job? Uh-huh. I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. Hey. And be honest with you, I think we need more of that on this team. That's the reason why we we don't have that it factor, that swag. I mean Case closed. He he is he he's right. He's only worried about himself. And the thing that you know, in this in this era right now where people are just taking things and trying to twist his words and trying to twist things into to, to what they want it to be and manipulate it, he's literally saying he's worried about himself right now. What what allegiance does he really have to 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 Marone? Like really, like what allegiance does he have to him? None, zilch, zip, zero. I mean, it's not like Marone was in this guy's living room, you know, talking to mom and, and, and dad and saying, you know what, you make this the best pecan pie this side of the, the Mississippi. You know, he didn't recruit him. He, he you know, it, it wasn't any any. There's no loyalty in this game. And I really hate when fans, uh, you know, they talk about, oh, well, you know, he, he shouldn't be saying that. He should be thinking about the team. But when nothing comes out that Jalen is a bad teammate because you see him automatically celebrating with teammates and celebrating with with, with team on the on the sideline, um, you know, the thing that he does, the things that he do or that he does on the field, uh, you know, playing obviously hurt. I'm playing hurt just like everybody else is in the last two games. I could easily pack it in, but I'm not because I love this game. Um, rookie Ronnie Harrison gets his first interception. Who's there, you know, with him? An all pro. An all pro is there with him celebrating. Fact of the matter is, mm-hmm. dude's a team player. I don't think what he said was wrong. I don't think what he said was, you know, what was anything that could be seen as selfish or selfless. He comes from that Florida State DB that Deion Sanders cut from your that that's what he's cut from. He's cut from where he doesn't care about what he says to the media or or, or us, but in the locker room, if you follow and, and this day and age too, we have unprecedented like uh insight to, to players and fans like via Snapchat, Instagram, anything else like that. If you look on, if you follow any of the Jags on Snapchat or or Instagram or anything else like that, you can almost see him in the background, you know, clowning and being a good teammate. Yeah, and that's why I don't care. care. That's why I don't care. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's all that matters is that it doesn't matter what happens on on Sunday. All that matters, or not Sunday, or sorry, it doesn't matter what happens. On other on the other days in front of the media, what matters is what happens on Sunday. That's what counts. And at the end of the day, he has brought it every week that he's played. Yeah. And I've been saying it since like week two. You know, he's got a hurt knee. He's had this hurt. This this knee just didn't pop up yesterday mm-hmm. or at practice. Yep. This knee's been bothering him for a while. Yeah. All right. I like I said, you know, for for, for the fans out there that watched him in college, like some of the things he's done in cutting. The reason why on some routes that have hard plant and cuts that he hasn't been there is because the knee's been bugging him. 
but he's still the best corner on our team, even with the bum knee. So, hey, hopefully he doesn't hurt it even more. Now, that I hope that, you know, that's why I don't think he should play these last two games, but he, he, he wants to give it his all. And, hey, that shows right there it's a great teammate. Now, yeah, did he do the GQ article? Yes, he did. Did that happen to motivate a couple of other quarterbacks and players that he played against? Of course it did. Everyone. Was he li- <laughs> Yeah. Now, here's the question. Was he lying about any of those guys? He was pretty much spot on. They just brought their A game the day they played us. Well, I mean, and that's yeah. what happened when you have a bullseye on your back. Um, you get everyone's best shot. You you literally do. So um, when when you've got somebody in the offseason like Jalen who's talking the way he talks and being as brash that he is, and statistically the quarterbacks that he talked about are aren't that good. The, the, the quarterbacks that he gave props to are great. And granted, we may have lost to some of those quarterbacks that who he said were trash and everything else like that, but they I don't think they had a game break. Besides, the only person I, I can really give – like and this is off the top of the head that I thought that had a had a really good impactful game. Um, you know, uh Buddy with the um with the bill the guy with the Bills. Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen, he ran he ran yeah, the ball. Josh Allen. He ran the ball over us. Um, but he didn't call out Patrick Mahomes. Um he didn't call out uh he, he complimented he did. the the Eagles quarterback, Wentz. So Yeah, and he and he did call out Andrew Luck, which I thought, and I think that was more of just playing and feeding into the article because he did give him some props after the game and went and talked to him for a second. Andrew Luck's a gamer, dude. Yeah, we beat him six nothing and whatnot. That's a shame, but Andrew Luck's a gamer, so I think that one you get, you get, you know, that that's a definite miss because he's definitely a good quarterback. But in the true nature of competitiveness, if you know someone who is on your level or who or is on your par, uh, you give them props. If someone is a smidget below you and not in, or you know or or you're significantly better than you call them what how you see it i mean yeah. that's just competitive yeah, you do. that's just really it if someone is good if someone's is, is is on your game and prepares the same way you do puts as much work in as you do yeah get that guy over there he's pretty good if you're underneath that no you're not good and you know that's what happened it kind of called him out but the difference between um, you know, w- between him and between Fournette is that Fournette is still seen in the sideline laughing and, and, and running amok and having a good time and doesn't seem like the losses really affect him, right? But he's not playing. Yeah. He's not playing. Yeah, yeah no, he's not. I think the biggest take on it is I- I've talked to a couple of Jags fans around town at work and whatnot, and, yeah, we're all fans. We know this. And a lot of them are Gator fans, and they they all say the same thing. They go back to college with him, where yeah, he had some good games, and then he gets really good teams. He had some okay games, ran for a couple hundred yards a couple times. One one fan, uh, one guy who I, I talked to at work, he he pretty much said that there was a game against I guess the, the Gators where they went out to Baton Rouge and he had a chance to go in and ice the game and he wouldn't do it. Yeah, I don't know if it's because he was he was you know hurt or trying to save for his draft stock or what, but he just wouldn't go in. You know, they needed two yards, they had two plays, twenty seconds left, and he wouldn't go in. Now, who knows if the coach actually asked him to go in or what? You know, who knows what that is? 
to him, that was a sign of a quitter. Right. I got, gotta say, kind of, kind of agree with him. I, I didn't see that play. I don't, I don't know. I could probably YouTube it and check it out. But if that's true, that's that, that's a sign of a, a quitter and you know, kind of a selfish person. A lot of people are so, going back to that, to that, um, to the bowl game too, and kind of using that as a yeah. point, like you know, saying that he's a bad teammate because of the bowl game and because of the way he sat out. And which I, in this game, I understand. Because you are literally one play away. I mean, look at the quarterback for UCF having an unbelievable year. And, you know, one one freak accident in a play, everything is kind of gone in the snap of a finger. So I can kind of get that and get that he's probably got family and everything else like that waiting on him. But now you're in the league. You put that same effort on the field as you do on Instagram, posing with, 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 with you know, with all the, the roles uh, and, and the private jets and everything else like that. And, and look, I'm not trying to count any man. Hey, rule number one, don't count anyone else's pockets. If that's what you do, yeah. be able to put it on the field. That's all I'm saying. You know, you miss seven games with a hurt hamstring and, and, and a banged up ankle. And now it is, you got Dave, is it Dave, was it Dave Williams? David Williams, yeah. Yeah, you got, like you got David Williams. Dave. You got David Williams. Uh, un un undrafted free agent who's averaging 6.2 a pop with the same offensive line that you're running behind 6.2 a carry with the same old line the same banged up beat up offensive line this dude's out here averaging 6.2 and you don't get a carry in the second half you get one it's it's not it's not a good look and even when now the offensive line got decimated before he got back from from injury, so you really can't say that he he really didn't have much time to play with him because then he went he went out after the first game or the first half of the first game. So you got to look at the effort. And if this David Williams guy, who's a you know undrafted practice squad player, who I don't know where he came from, what school he went to, or anything like that, but it just shows he wants it more. You got Carlos Hyde in that same backfield along with T.J. Yeldon and. There's just so much disconnect and, and disrespect from not only for themselves, but for the coach. And I say that for themselves because some of them don't want to play. You know, they're just kind of, okay, whatever. They're just, they've, they've given up. And now, is it all on them? No way. There's definitely something going on with that coaching staff in that front office. That's a fact. You know, you can you can believe Tom Coughlin all you want to, saying I stand by my decisions and I put on the gloves and anybody that challenges it. Well, you got about eighty five thousand people that have showed up to some games consistently, or eighty thousand, whatever you want to call it. They'll challenge it. Yeah, you know you're hiding something. You're not going to tell us, and that's it. That's it. So you know we can smell the BS, yeah, but obviously we won't know. Which is such a which which is such a TC. You know, move to and mm-hmm. it's a really just kind of it's all smoke and mirrors, and I'm pretty sure, you know, it'll 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 come out like it always does in the off season. Mm-hmm. People have long forgot about it. You know, I, I would say maybe around March, you know, March April ish, right right before the draft or anything when our when our team needs start being identified and we really get a good look at the roster and good look at where we are right now. It'll come out, you know, on, on why. Dave Williams was playing and, and why for that? Maybe, maybe they, I, I would be completely satisfied. I, bro, I would be so satisfied if they said, you know, 27 has had some wear and tear on him. 
seven weeks out with a with a hammy. You know he's got an ankle. Let's give us an opportunity to really see what we've got on the on on, on the roster. And you know we went with David Williams in the second half. Like you know, we know that we know that like that would be so much better if you just went on ahead and confirmed it instead of just Fournette coming out saying, "Well, yeah, the game plan all along was for for Dave to have you know the carries in the in the second half." Like then, why are you even driving? Yeah. Yeah, you know, no. and, and there might be some of that, but there you know there were also some 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 clips and 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 uh, signs that. Fournette and was yelling back at the coaching staff for coming off the you know off the field on third down, whatever that was, you know, to teach him a lesson that you're going to sit your butt down and total disrespect and total disconnect. What the reason is, we can only guess. Yeah, we can only guess. Yeah, you know, we got this next game coming up against Miami. Could get ugly. Uh, this could could get ugly. I, I don't know if Miami's still in the playoff hunt. I want to say they may, you know, be like have the smallest outside chance in the world, or they may have been eliminated. I'm not too sure, but they, they, they're they're fighting. You know, they're they're, they're fighting. They're, they're giving it their all. I want to say they're seven and seven right now. Uh, seven and seven, and they are. Let's see. Yeah, I think they're done. They're either done or. They're jump. They're on the outside looking in. They got two. I'm looking at it right now. They got two teams ahead of them: the Colts and the Titans, that are eight, eight and six. So, and, and really quick, how about they, that? They, JK3? Care, they, about, they, they really got to take care of the Jags and the Bills. Yeah, which I think they win. Which I think puts them in like eight and four uh, against the AFC. And I'm just reading this right now online. And then a bunch of just stuff would have to lose, <laughs> lose out. So. Yeah. Ravens, Colts, Titans all got to lose. Colts and Ravens, you know, um, they would uh, – there's just so many different other scenarios. But the thing about the, the Dolphins and the thing that you can con- – control what you can control, right? You, you you beat the Jags, you beat the Bills, both winnable games, and then let the chips fall. And maybe you can kind of squeak in. But what was your question? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I was just looking at this. Check. Look at this. You got a ten and four Texans, eight and six Colts, who I think started the year zero and two or zero and three, mm-hmm. or one and two or zero and three, and Tennessee Titans eight and six. Yep, that's not by coincidence, people. No way, they were not happy with the Jags winning the division last year. They took it as a personal insult. You could tell. You could tell when they played the Jags, all three teams except for that Colts game. That was pure luck. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for all three of those teams to have winning records and probably are going to finish with winning records, although I think there are some head-to-head matchups left with the last two games of the season. What I'm trying to make is they had to be ready for that. Yeah. I don't think they were ready mentally. And then with uh, you know, you got these teams, the, the, the Dolphins and the Browns, they're going to keep fighting. They're going to keep scrapping because mm-hmm. you never know what could happen on Sunday. Yep. Question is, do, what do we do? Do we just throw Kessler out there and say, hey, don't get killed? Do we go back to Blake? I mean, at this point, uh, I've heard some rumblings about it. Go ahead and go go ahead uh, and bring up the uh, bring up the, the third stringer. What's his name? Tanner Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what his name is. 
Is that it? I, I don't even know. Uh, yeah, Terrence, something like that. Yeah, bring in Terrence. Um, I mean, yeah. it's like right, yeah. right now, man. It it's it's such a tough it's such a tough situation because in one 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 way you look at it, you lose out, improve your draft your draft your draft squad, right? Your draft spot. Mm-hmm. So. I think uh, the consensus that I've seen on Twitter from some of the Jags fans was that, uh, you know, Haskins from Ohio State seems to be the fan favorite. Does that mean the organization will draft him? Probably not. They usually do the opposite. But the, Haskins kind of seems to, to to be the fan favorite. So, no, is it? no, he might be their fan favorite. He definitely isn't mine. Who do you Besides think? Alex Smith, name, name a quarterback that Urban Myers coached that's worth a crap. In the NFL, besides Alex Smith, you just named one. I'll wait. Yeah, well, I said besides Alex is, Smith, is this a dig at Tebow. Well, no, it's definitely not a dig at Tebow because <laughs> Tebow, if he was better, if he had better coaching, he would he would have been a better uh, professional QB. Dan Mullen, I think, was there with. I don't know if he was there or not with uh was he there with Driscoll in, in Utah? Was he there with, there? Was, what about Driscoll? Hey, Driscoll. Dr- Driscoll's in the league, but I don't think it's because of Urban Meyer. I think it's because Driscoll left. Yeah, that was, all I'm that, saying that is until I see another, is, until I see a QB out of Ohio State come in into the NFL and actually do something. I mean, what Terrell Pryor's a wide receiver. I think the other QB that was uh, Braxton Miller. I think he's a Texans wide receiver or something like that. Yeah. No, that, that's find somebody else. So that that I mean we will have draft talk coming up in a later episode, but my point is is that do we what what if we luck up and and, and win a couple games? I mean, it, would it would it hurt to carry morale into uh, the next season and kind of really see as far as you know what you got on the team? I'm I'm in the boat to where I really want to try to improve the draft stock at this point. These next two, these next two weeks for me can be on auto simulation. Like if any of our Madden fans out there, I'm simming out this week. I'm simming out the next two weeks if I know what I got going on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, uh-uh. you play to win the game, man. I know that's a quote by Herm Edwards, and I'll quote him: "You play to win the game." End of story. So if they win these two games, um. Probably knocks us out of the top five, maybe like seven, eight. So, so you're thinking about taking those those two wins and moving back and try to trade back up, or just hoping that a QB kind of falls there to you. Or do you even? Or do you think they'll even take a QB? They better take a QB. They better take a QB, and they better sign a QB. They they better. It, It is imperative that we find an offensive leader on this team. We don't have one, not a single one. Leonard Fournette is not an offensive leader. Okay, definitely not an offensive leader. Mm -hmm. So we have to find uh, somebody, especially at the quarterback position, that wants to step up and lead this team. It's just not happening. And we really need to also look at that right side of that line. That's the second part. AJ can I wasn't a fan of him to begin with when we started the season. Still not a fan of him. Don't wish nothing bad to happen on a person, but he's got to go. Either that or he's got to go back to the bench. And they got to find somebody that can block on that right side with Parnell. Parnell's getting up there. 
might want to look at different options with him. I know they got Will Richardson back there. Maybe he'll get an opportunity, see what he can do next year's camp over the offseason. It's really going to be make it or break it time. Pernell or uh, not Pernell, um, Can and Norwell play the same position, right? They both play that that right guard. Yeah. No, no, nowhere plays left. Can plays left. right. Okay, okay, all right. So, um, yeah, no. AJ Can ha- has had his has has had his his time to shine. Um, he he's had his opportunity to come in and, and be a solid uh, guard, and I don't think he's lived up to it at all. You know, it's crazy is that you know as much injury rid- as as much injury riddled as his team has been, we start to get a look at Ronnie Harrison. He's out. Um, it, it seems like the injury bug that we escaped last year is now, you know, turned into like a fungus and that's spreading through, <laughs> spreading through the locker room. And, you know, like I said earlier, that's why when you, when you, it's such, it's so magical when your team makes it that far into a, into a deep playoff run, because so many things got to happen. Right. I mean, Look at look at the look at the play last week against the uh, with the Redskins where um, I think it was Ronnie Harrison. I, I may be wrong, but someone made a really good play on the ball and it just bounced awkwardly in the air and just kind of floated right there. Yeah, it's like man, you know, stuff like that happens. This team has only had one defensive touchdown when last year that's what they lived off of was the defensive touchdowns. They only had one this year. They they ate off of defensive touchdowns and, and and strip sacks and putting the quarterback in a favorable position. So, I mean, just so much stuff has to happen, man, and it's a shame, you know. And now, you know, leading back to to the Ronnie Harrison thing, it's a shame that you know we're not going to be able to have more film on this guy for the uh you know for the last two weeks of the game or last two weeks of the season because um you know it's probably best just to rest him because he's hurt. And I think with that, that's what they're doing. Investment into him next year, uh, you know, being the strong safety is, you know, kind of what they're doing right now. He's like, hey, we we've got big plans for this guy. We need to let this get a get a head start on rehab and let him just go ahead and and, and rehab the next couple of weeks out, as opposed to our star cornerback, who's like, screw it, no, I'm playing with a banged up knee, and that's why he's a Pro Bowler. Yeah. yeah, he 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 wants to play. He wants to play, and mm, I see where he's coming from. I worry about the knee. Really, don't want him to hurt it. But he knows he knows his body. He knows you know what he's capable of. So he's gonna go out there and give it you know give it his best. So with with the Miami game, uh, I, I guess we're on different sides. You say improve the draft stock. I say you play to win the game. We'll see. We'll see what they what they put out there on Sunday. If I see one more dink pass out to the flat for two yards. Oh, you're going to see a bunch uh, of them. Yeah, if I see one of those or a check down to the running back when you got somebody running on a flag route wide open. I'm going to see a bunch I'm of them, man. Turn the t- I'm going to turn the TV off. For any Dolphins fans uh, that are listening, you're putting out the playbook right there, what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so with all this being said, two games left in the year, you know, disconnect with coaches, Jalen Ramsey talking, what's left to discuss? And that is who can stay and who needs to go. Mm-hmm. So we got a little list here of 10 guys that I think that are either staying or going, rumblings about trade or not trade. 
And we're just going to go down the list really quick and see, you know, with our, our opinions on who should stay and who should go. Yeah. AJ can. He's got, I think he's got to stay for depth. Um, just just for depth reasons, I, I, maybe to improve the competition. I think the one thing that the Jags did do this year in training camp was have um, a competitive training camp. The injuries didn't really fall their way. Um, but I think at the beginning of the game or the, the Jets, uh, Patriots, I, I think we had the best players that we were going to get. I think we had the best team, the best uh, combo of offensive linemen. Um, you know, the running back position was playing great. Uh, Blake was still still uh, riding that wave from the playoffs. So I, I think they did a really good job bringing in competition and at every position except for the quarterback position. So I think can stays for depth. What about you? I don't. I just don't want him to start. So to for depth. depth. Okay. All right. Uh, Bortles, Blakey. He's got to go. Whatever we want to call him. He's got to go. 16, 16 and a half million. He's got to go. A large, that's a large cap hit. That is a very large uh, cap hit that we're going to have. But with with Blake, another person that needs to go is Dave Caldwell. Because yes. he's got yeah, us in this position. And you're tied with your quarterback as far as a GM goes. And it's not working out. Um, we're in this position right now where you were, uh, you know, riding with your boy, which I understand, loyalty, riding with him. Uh, go ahead and get that contract extension out there. Hope and double down and gamble that it didn't, that, that it was going to work out. It didn't work out. So along with that, Blake Bortles, um, uh, Caldwell's got to go. And I think, and, and back to uh, our earlier question, I hate to jump around, but back to our earlier question, um, I think the Jags need to do him a solid and at least let him put some game film out there. I, I really do. Um, at, at least where he can get a backup position, at least where he can get some recent film out there in the last two games, kind of show how he can bounce back in adversity. At least they can do is give the guy two games to put some put some film out there. Um, you know, and, and see, and you you want to put the best player on the field to win. And if you're in your case to win the games, it's not Kessler. Kessler is a smaller, less fast version of Blake. Do we really owe that to him? Do you really I mean, think we owe it to him? We, we, we don't owe him anything because we're about to, he's about to get 16 mil scot free. So we don't really owe it to him, but. If you're in the brass that's thinking that we need to win games, you put in your best player. If you're playing for draft picks, hey, five, hold this clipboard for the next two weeks, buddy. Man, that's that's tough. That's tough. I, 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 $16.5 billion, I'm not saying, you know, they're already saying and sources saying that he's been he's going to be released. But to get that, you know, we got to clear that penalty on the cap. That's going to be a very tough very tough uh, pill to swallow there, but it's the nature of the business. So with Bortles, Caldwell's along with them. They got to go. Here's an interesting name, Malik Jackson. Uh, I'll let you kick this one off. What do you think? I think they need to have a sit down and talk to him, see where his head's at. If he's not on the same page, then he just needs to go. There's obviously going to be an issue with money and cap room and, you know, Jalen's contract coming up, uh, which people don't, you don't realize people that's, that's 
that's going to be big. He's going to command. He's going to be the top paid corner in the league. And they may need what Malik Jackson has. So he could become a cap casualty. Or if he wants to, you know, be along and, and try and, and stay with the team another season, we'll see. But they got to meet with him. I'd like to see him stay, but he's probably going to go. I, I think he's going to leave for the same reason as we keep AJ Can because of depth. Um, I, Avery Jones has been playing lights out the last couple of weeks, and he's he, he's significantly you know less expensive than Malik Jackson. Um, and plus, Avery is the longest tenure jag on this. T- uh, he may be right along with Blake. It's probably one of the longest tenure jags on this team, and um, he showed consistency. He showed that he can play. Um, you know that 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 three technique or that uh, is it a three technique? Yes, it is. So he can play that. Yeah, so he can play that 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 pretty well. And I mean, last week did you see him just toss Adrian Peterson like a ragdoll. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got somebody there that that can do the job and that can do it pretty well, um, and you know, save some some cap room. Right now, we we don't have that luxury like we've had the last couple of years where we can just start shelling out money. That time has come and gone to where we're able to be just completely stupid during uh, you know free agency and just sign people. It, it didn't work out for us on the defense. Now we got to start trying to recoup some of that back. Malik's expensive. Hometown discount or ride, buddy? <laughs> uh, Barry Church, he's already gone. More <laughs> conduct off the field than on it. That's a quick one for uh, us. Yeah, Cody Kessler. Oh, man. He gone. You think? Yeah, just like those announcers in, uh, on baseball games, you know, yeah. uh, MLB games on the radio. Like, <laughs> he gone. Yeah, that's – yeah. So you think? So you think? As far as the QB position next year, they bring in a whole new one and two at least, maybe three. One of them, they they, they got a hit on one of them. They 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 have they don't have to. They can miss on all three. No, they they better. <laughs> they need to hit on one of them. So I mean, the rumor the uh, rumor mill is 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 either Teddy B or uh, Flacco. Uh, and possibly a first round pick in like in, as far as a quarterback position goes. So, who would you if you were if you were moving Kessler and just for argument's sake, who would you rather have, Teddy B or uh, or or Joe? You know, I don't like either one of them. <laughs> either one of them. You're starting I don't to like so- Joe Flacco just because. Hey, I, I don't like Flacco because he's always just getting hurt and just annoying. And then when he does play, it's really slow. He doesn't really get up and down the field. Yeah, he's got a Super Bowl ring, but that was mostly Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and company. Well, Ray Lewis didn't play until the Super Bowl because he got hurt. Mostly a- a- Ed Reed and Terrell Suggs. But I just don't like the. Uh, no, we need somebody more explosive, somebody with some more swag. Uh, and when I mean swag, I mean like confidence, like Baker Mayfield, confidence in himself. Teddy Bridgewater, I got nothing against him. He's got a good arm. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Seems like a you know great, great dude. You know, you could the things that we can see from social media. But I don't trust. I don't trust his body, man. Gotta be the worst. I don't know if he can hold up to the beating. Yeah, and, and then he's got like. <laughs> 
he's got toothpicks for legs that just look like they'll get snapped in two. Yeah. You know, it's just how he's built. So I, I don't like I don't like either one. If I'm going and and to the thing where people are saying we need to trade for someone else's backup or trade for something, neither one of these guys get here. Like teams don't have to trade their backup. That's their insurance policy. But if we are in a position to where we have to bring someone in, I'm going with I'm I'm going with Teddy B. Um, you know, he was on uh, the draft board for us a couple years back and kind of kind of rooted into coming to Jacksonville. Um, I, I think for 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 what he can provide, he's got a strong arm, um, I, and I think he's looking for redemption. To be honest with you, um, he had a had a freak accident in Minnesota. Um, and was replaced by a quarterback that is almost just as equal as he is, but got a bag like eighty six million. And I think Teddy's got something to prove. And there's nothing worse than some, or there's nothing better for someone to come into a, an organization with a chip on their shoulder and, and ready to leave, and someone who's capable of throwing a tight spiral. I, I'm 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 taking Teddy B over Flacco just because. And Joe has already been there; he's done it. He um, has 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 got a Super Bowl ring, and I don't like his, his swag. You know, he doesn't really have a lot to say about him. He's kind of one of those, yeah. The, the play didn't really happen the way it happened, so you know, I, I'm I'm tired of the mediocrity with that. Yeah, okay, here's one that's not interesting. It's just to me, it's outright foolish. Trade Jalen Ramsey, man. If you no. don't. No. I got an opposite for you. Back the Brinks truck up for Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's a, a dime a dozen corner. Okay. Not like, like they were mentioning names like uh, the, the Lattimore kid in New Orleans, Chris Harris in Denver, Marcus Peters in, 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 uh, in, in L.A. For the, for the Rams. No. He's better than all of them. He was better than all of them last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the numbers are down. It's because he doesn't get as many looks, and he's have, had a bum knee. He's the best corner in the league, hands down. No one's better. I don't care if he doesn't have the interceptions. It's not about that because teams will go a different direction and stay away from him. I mean, went to six home games this year, and I literally was like, okay, either Ramsey kind of disappeared or the team's going away from him. Yeah, some teams took their shot. You know, Pat Mahomes took a shot. Andrew Luck took a shot. But those are gamer QBs Yeah, with with good offensive minds. So they're going to do that. But Ben Roethlisberger took a couple shots too. And you, see, you saw what happened. Yeah, he's had Ben he's so, had Ben's number over the last couple of years too, man, which is which is which I don't think any other corner um, <clears throat> yeah, so no, we're not trading. We're, we're not trading Jalen Ramsey. No way, no how. People need to just shut up about that. If you don't like what he has to say, then let's trade him. And yeah, we'll get some good picks for him. Well, guess what, people? We can't draft either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, for the next person we've got on the list right now, um, Jeremy Parnell. <clears throat> um, he stays. Yeah, he's got to stay. He he really does. I mean, because last year, you know, you had Cam Robinson, which stinks that he got the uh, that that uh, that torn ACL. 
Cam and, and Parnell were booking left and right tackles. He comes back, widely old veteran, replace him 2020, not this year. I think he's still got at least, you know, something left out there to prove. Um, I, I think he's done really well in the run game and the pass game, most importantly. So, yeah, you definitely got to definitely gotta keep him. Keelan Cole? Who? <laughs> 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 no, that was bad. That that was bad. Um, man, he he's interesting because he probably had you know one of those sophomore junior slumps. Um, I, I hope he can bounce back. I, I really do because some of the things that I had seen uh, that we had seen at training camp, um, you know, some of the ways that he was getting open last year, um, I don't really think that it was a that he was a victim of a quarterback or victim of a quarter or like of a system, because most of the times our, our, our receivers, you know, they, they, they had man coverage on them. Um, you know, he was able to make some plays, but the thing about it is though, he wasn't able to hold on to the football. So I can chalk this one up as a, as a, as a pretty bad year for him. If he comes back next year and can continue to, to provide that, that explosiveness. And if he can just hold on to the ball, I think he can really be a solid, you know, number three here. You know, Marquise Lee comes back. DD has showed that he can be, uh, you know, number two or that, that one A and one B with those guys. Um, if if Keelan Cole can 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 work on the turnovers and work on the ball security, I, I think he may be decent. Hmm. What do you think? It's tough because he had so many drops. He gets an invite back to camp, but if he drops one ball in camp. Gotta go. Yeah. And well, and on that on that note too, the DJ Chark thing. And now I get it, it, it's training camp, and I get it that you know the 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 media and the Jags PR do a really good job of getting us excited about players and getting us talking about different players and everything else like that. And it's all, you know, on on air basically in shorts and in a jersey, but I, I, my second round receiver shouldn't be playing punt block and and punt return. True. You know what I mean? He's my second round receiver. But this also second or third. How oh, was he? I think it was the second. I think it was the second round receiver. You may want to look that up because I don't want people in my mentions on Twitter, you know, trying to trying to school me. But I think he was. Even, no, you're right. Excuse me. My bad. You're right. Second round receiver. Get out my mentions. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, a second second round receiver. I don't want my second round receiver playing 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 punt block or punt return. I, I really don't. But that also um, falls in line with the running back returning kicks, which was wild to me. But hey, yeah, that that, that is it's so. I get you got to find a place and got to find you know guys back there to make plays to, to be able to put us in the best position to win games. I don't know if that was the correct one. You know, it didn't work, in my opinion. But what do I know? I just sit in the stands. Yeah, Dante Moncrief, another wide receiver. I think he's here on a one-year deal, right? Yeah, and, and I'm Is he here on a one-year deal. And I'm I'm glad. Uh, it was kind of like a prove-it deal. It, it really was. And I'm uh, he he's he's made some plays, but I, I think for the amount of money and the amount of uh, consolidation that we're going to do to save cap room, you know, I, I, from from his production, 
I, I think we can try to find someone, um, you know, either either someone in the draft or someone, um, you know, on waivers or a veteran, you know, that, that, that can come in and still kind of contribute. Uh, for what he gave us, uh, I'm going to go out here and say it, but I think Des Bryant could have given more. I don't yeah, know. He could have. I don't know if they would have signed him. I don't know what type of money Des was looking for, but that that's just just throwing it out there. I'm not being, you know, I'm not. I, I'm just throwing it out there. So I think that a, a veteran receiver. And the crazy part about it, man, is that you know you're getting these receivers that are coming out in like the fourth, fifth, sixth undrafted free agents who are balling. So I think your real talent that you need to draft are those positions that you can't miss on. You can't miss on a quarterback. You can't miss on offensive linemen. You can't miss on, you know, something like a like a corner. Or nah, I think you can't miss on a linebacker. At this point, we can't miss on anything. Yeah. It's not to say we need to revamp the entire roster, but we have some obvious holes that we cannot miss on. We can't afford to miss on any other players, especially the quarterback position. If you go back to Leftwich, Gabbert, Bortles, we've missed. We have whiffed mm-hmm. every time. Look at that. We got three guys <clears throat> that were drafted in the first round, in the first 10 picks. And if you were to ask a trivia question, out of our recent quarterbacks in, in the National Football League, you know, the last five for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which one of them was a pro bowler? Not those three. It was David Garrard. Yeah. David Garrard <laughs> out of East Carolina. That's not good. If you take, if you told me, if you told an average fan who didn't know anything about the Jacksonville Jaguars of history, like the fans that here do locally, and you said, hey, out of these five quarterbacks, which one of these guys made the pro bowl? Oh, yeah, by the way, three of them were first-round picks. Oh, well, which one were the first round picks? Neither one of none of them made the Pro Bowl. Yeah. So last but not least, Marcel Darius. I think you gotta keep your thoughts. You gotta you gotta work something out with him. You you really do. You 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 really gotta work something out with him um over Malik Jackson just because of what he does in the run game. He adds depth to the defensive line. Uh, you know, I, I but as far as him and the run game. He was, uh, you know, he's, he, he's plugging up, um, you know, some of the holes, stopping up some of the holes on uh, Sunday. And I think he continues to, you know, p- kind of play above his average and kind of play. I think he's got a lot of life left with him. I mean, first he was with Buffalo, now Jacksonville. I think he's one of those guys that you got to try to restructure something, maybe give him a little bit more money up front and, and then kind of take off some stuff on the back end to try to keep him. But you definitely got to you, you definitely got to keep Darius. Yeah, I, I believe it too, and I agree. We got to keep him just for the fact that not only from the cap standpoint, financial standpoint, but the guy can play some ball. Yeah, uh, there, the, he he can definitely play some ball. So we'll see. But yeah, th- those are uh, ten ten players and one GM that's either got to go or stay. Recap: the GM's got to got to go. Yeah, everybody else's opinion, but we all are degrees. The GM's got to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any last thoughts, man? Any, any last thoughts? With to, to kind of you know we're winding down the season. Probably got another episode or two left uh, for regular season stuff, and then we'll you know treat you guys to some off season work uh, as we you know get prepared for the draft. But I think the what, last, what, are your, what are your thoughts for the game? Last thing that we're going to be looking for 
are, and I think you mentioned it last week, is who really wants to be on the team. You're going to be starting to see a lot of names, a lot of numbers. Uh, Nick DeLuca, um, you know, David Williams. You're going to start seeing some numbers that are popping up in places where you're used to seeing maybe like a Leon Jacobs or a uh, Leonard Fournette. And as they start to work those the, those folks in, you know, kind of really kind of give them a look at and, and see, you know, what 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 they've got going on, what kind of tendencies they kind of bring to the to the game. DeLuca played an awesome game last last week. Um, Dave Williams, of course, uh, ran the ball very tough, very hard. Um, it, it's hard to get a really honest gauge on these guys because I don't think th- – I mean, I think they'll be invited back to camp next year. But as far as them making – you know, and starting, you know, the only the defense, in my opinion, is set besides Leon Jacobs position. Um, you know, the offense is really kind of where you want to pay attention to to see, you know, if there is anything there. Didi has shown that he is has a playmaking ability. And that's pretty much it that, that we've got on the offensive uh, offensive side of the ball that's shown that, you know, they're 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 willing to kind of make it work flashes from Moncrief here and there. But. Uh, Didi has been probably the outstanding, uh, you know, player on the on the on the field. I'm surprised that they won't give, you know, TJ, um, you know, some more some more looks. Also, we know he's not a third down or not a first and second down back, but at least in the third down, um, you know, some stuff like that. But you may see one of your dreaded flare outs uh, on, on Sunday, Derek. Oh no, no, please, <laughs> please uh, help help us do something. If we could just get a route 10 to 20 yards down the field 10 times, they don't have to be completed. Just throw it. Yeah. Even if it's picked off, don't matter. Just throw it. Yeah. I want to see something. Ah. Well, we appreciate you guys, uh, you know, sticking with us throughout the season. You know, these aren't the easiest to to try to grab your attention. But for those that are still listening with us, uh, you know, we appreciate it. Uh, If you are listening on um, iTunes, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Uh, or Google or Stitcher or any other platform they're on. If there is a way that you can leave some type of positive review and we would appreciate it again, follow us on Twitter at down by the bank. Um, You know, our individual Twitter handles are also in there as well. It's probably going to be where I'm going to be most active over the next weeks uh, or next week with, uh, you know, the office taking the, the, the Christmas holiday off. So I'll be pretty active on Twitter, kind of, you know, watching bowl games and uh, seeing who you guys think we should have in, in, in certain places. So give us a shout. We really do appreciate you guys, uh, you know, rocking with us, even in the tough times. And uh, we'll see you next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.